Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I am joined today by the purveyor of taste and national park lore keeper. Finally with us, it is Keith Eshelman. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Right on. Thanks for the nice intro. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I think it's very fitting uh, with your background, which, good segue. Um, can you tell the the viewers a little bit about who you are and what you do and everything like that? Yeah. Hey, um, my name's Keith. I'm a, a parks enthusiast. Um, love spending time in them, loving giving back to them. Um, you know, over the past decade, I've really gotten passionate about conservation and mm-hmm. being hands-on to volunteer to leave it better than you found it. And um, all of that's kind of rolled up into uh, the business of Parks Project, too. It's um, kind of become my identity, and um, I'm loving it. Hell yeah. Good stuff, my man. Um, and Parks Project, for anyone who might not be acquainted, I have a lot of United Kingdom viewers. I think it's about like a 50-50 split between US and UK. So for anyone who doesn't know, the Parks Project is, um, at least what I, it's obviously a foundation, a community of people, but they do also sell really sick clothing based on uh, the national parks, which are always nice to see. So good stuff out there. Go check it out. Free plug on my end. I like your stuff. Funnily enough, I don't actually own any Parks Project stuff, but all my friends do because I've shown them the page and be like, this is really good. Like they just dropped like a Yellowstone tea. You should go get that and like sending them all your posts and stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, this isn't about me gushing over someone else's product. This is the Trees and Nylon podcast where we're going to talk about trees and also nylon working through a past, present, and future progression with both those topics. So my question for you, Keith, top of the episode. Do you want to talk about trees or nylon first? Start with trees. Start with trees. Good choice. So tell me a little bit about um, your childhood, young adult life, um, basically everything up to now of uh, your relationship with the outdoors and um, your experiences in it. Yeah. Big question there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Go. You have the floor. Talk for as long as you want. I'm pretty much... Uh, a California native, um, spent most of my youth in Northern California, mm-hmm. Bay Area, um, and I've lived up in Tahoe and down in um, San Diego for university and currently reside in Los Angeles. Um, and all that comes with quite a bit of international travel as well. So I actually did uh, do some time abroad living in London and working oh, there. Nice. Um, traveled quite a bit of Europe for fashion shows, trade shows, et cetera. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the mix of mm-hmm. uh, my life and <laughs> passion for, you know, apparel and um, newness and um, color and uh, also tying that back into, you know, all the outdoor stuff Yeah, I've done. And I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, you know, spending a lot of time on bikes, skateboards, mm-hmm. uh, fortunately doing some, you know, skiing and snowboarding, caught on to snowboarding pretty early. Nice. And it's lots of outside stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, sort of now I'm a, a father of two. So uh congratulations. You mentioned you're you're dealing with some kids doing substitute teaching, and I'm kind of like <laughs> that's my life right there is yeah. you know, a seven and nine year old. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing them into the world of, uh, you know, Los Angeles surprisingly has a lot of great outdoor stuff right mm-hmm. around a major Metro city. Yeah. Kind of get the, the best of both worlds. And it's kind of that remix that you're on, to, you're on top of here with, um, you know, fashion and outdoor. So, yeah, I don't know if we want to dive into any of those moments. Um, just it's hard to be California <laughs> after traveling a lot of the world and seeing a lot of places. It's it's unbelievable that you can be up in the Sierras, out in the mm-hmm. desert, or on the coast, or you know, in, in a pretty cool city that has a lot of discovery. Nice. Um, so, in that area, what were some of like your favorite? trips that you went on maybe some like standout or um like enlightening moments when you were a kid if you had the moment as a kid uh where you were like oh this is like something i really enjoy doing 
because a lot of people I've found have been around nature for a while. Like I know me specifically, um, I was around nature growing up, spent all my days outside, you know, all the activities outside, sports, biking, skateboarding, all that. And then it was just kind of, I took it for granted. And then I went to college and I stopped doing all that. And um, I was like, wow, there's something missing in my life. And I couldn't really pick what it was until I started going on hikes and going camping. And I was like, oh, it was this. And I really do enjoy do, well, I do enjoy being outside a lot more than I gave it credit for. Did you ever have a moment like that? I think living in London to all those British people that tune into this podcast is that <laughs> that was, uh, you know, working hard in a global metropolis and mm. then escaping every weekend to, to go to kind of the rural areas and roam a little bit, or, um, that was definitely a moment, um, where I had an extra appreciation just for mm. green and even just <laughs> Metro parks could be, quite relieving. I think the pace of life, um, the bigger the city, the, you know, the harder the job, the more the need for escapism and yeah. uh, refueling in natural places. So, um, yeah, fortunately when you talk about yeah, my introduction to outdoors, a lot of it was in Yosemite in the Sierras, mm. um, doing backpacking trips, uh, wow. As, as a young and probably starting around 12 or so uh, with youth camps and with family and um, getting a sense of comfort of, uh, you know, being quite, you know, lost in the back country and mm -hmm. um, yeah, just soaking in all the elements and, you know, bears coming to swipe our food and hmm. um, just, it's all, it's all out there for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a California is a great place as much as, you know, some people just think of LA as huge metropolis there. I mean, California is gigantic and there's so many different national parks specifically all down it and up it. So it's good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, I guess, do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about more, uh, for this, for this past segment, like another trip or place you went to or adventure you had doing one of your activities? Um, yeah, we also used to get out to West Marin a bunch, uh, with Point Reyes area and had some pretty cool adventures of, uh, now being a father, I take my kids places and sometimes reflect on like how prepared am I right now? Cause mm -hmm. we can get a little bit lost. And <laughs> I know, uh, that happened to us in Point Reyes. We did a big hike out and we were walking back on the beaches and the tide came up. Mm. And we were sort of pushed up against the bluffs with, it's probably like 48 degree water, right? And um, we sort of found ourselves in a pinch as a family and I was quite young. <laughs> I remember it was the first moment of like, it, just a heightened sense when when your leader is like yeah. frantic and you know, <laughs> you know, this was my dad and you know, he's like, we got to scale up these like bluffs and they were just, um, you know, loose rock and the waves were crashing against the bluff. <laughs> this is so high surf, high tide kind of trapped on a beach and no way out. And we had to scramble up uh, a bluff on, on point raise, but yeah, it's, it's always, that's my um, memory. <laughs> as me checking preparation as I bring my kids to remote places and yeah. into remote wilderness because uh, it happens fast. Um, and you just, you know, that's one of your leave no trace principles is just to make sure you're prepared for your adventures so you yeah. don't uh, end up in a situation like that. <laughs> <laughs> leaving no trace includes leaving no bodies behind, you yeah, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well dang that's pretty cool um let's move on to a little bit about um your present with going outside talk a little bit about your schedule because i know you're a busy man i know what's your yeah. what's your outdoor schedule looking like how often are you getting out is it enough is it not enough is it too much is that even possible um it's it's a good amount you yeah. know this morning i took a hike in the santa monica mountains mm. and um you know, got up for a city Vista view and came back down to work and now I'm on with you. So <laughs> I'll be heading out to Joshua tree tomorrow oh, nice. uh, to do a little bit of climbing. I'm a, I'm a late comer 
to climbing and I've really, really enjoyed it. Very cool. So, you know, it's, uh, I should be in a national park, hopefully once a month. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. Hopefully off to Zion next month. I like, I like some of the parks in off season or, or late shoulder seasons when you don't mm. see as many crowds, but I'm getting pretty fueled up, uh, with parks. That was my whole objective. You know, how, how can I spend more time in them, <laughs> bring more people to them and inspire yeah. more people to go to them and make sure that we take care of them too. Exactly. Cause I, I mean, that's the first step is once you show these people, these parks and show them how amazing they are, they are, then they're going to want to go support them and keep them clean and keep them safe and keep them protected. Uh, same for, for people that are going there with kind of, uh, you know, I touched on my life living in London and how that mm -hmm. kind of brought some stability for me, but yeah, same thing. When you say, keep it safe, keep it sustainable. It's, it's like the human body and mind needs this too. Yeah. Um, we're all connected. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, much more than me. And when you say you said you got up in the morning and did that, how early? Because you're three hours behind me. So how early did you get up this morning to go on a hike and then do work? I'm up at five every morning. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. What time do you go to bed? Oh, like 9.30. Yeah. Oh, nine to five. So, so I'm not really seeing much of the evenings anymore, but the, uh -huh. the morning is a magic time for me. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing the sunrise. That's That's actually one of my favorite things to do. Um, I'm at the base of a, a trailhead and mm -hmm. oftentimes I'll try to kind of race the sun up. Um, mm. So either there's one little plateau at about 500 elevation, then you can get up to just over a thousand elevation. And um, sometimes it's fun to sort of race, race <laughs> the sunrise. Um, nice. I mean, after you accomplish that in the morning, it feels like the rest of the day is totally achievable. You know, <laughs> it just, it just sets a, a pace for the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome from there. Um wow. awesome up Yeah. Uh when did you start getting up so early? I'm I'm gonna hop on this <laughs> a little bit. When when did this start? Is this like a thing because you have kids? Is this just like a mindset thing you've always done? Um, I have always been up early. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of that's good for I, you, I, man. The mornings are just so good. Um, also being a surfer, it's just mm. where you get the least amount of crowd. It's when you mm. get a nice calm kind of weather to to comb the waves and um yeah it goes back pretty far but it, it it accelerates with kids because that's your 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 magic moment where no one's <laughs> asking you are actually things. alone for once Every, everybody yeah everybody's always asking me for things so it's like <laughs> and give myself a little time you know nice that's very good i'm glad you could carve that out for yourself yeah me me personally i woke up at 6 30 this morning um to get to the job and Earliest I've probably gotten up in a while. Yeah, turn little, that back one more hour. It's it even better. Yeah, I don't the know. Trees, the trees smell even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do enjoy what's funny is that I do enjoy a nice morning, but also I like to like with my current life I have right now. Um I work, I have school. And then it's like the other time it's like, oh, that's me time now. Like now that I'm done with all that, I'm done with homework or whatever. Now it's like, I can, I can reward myself at the end of the day with something for me. Cause I feel like I haven't had me time. Um, but I mean, one of my friends started waking up super early so he could work out before work and he's loving that. And he hasn't stopped it too, which is a hard thing. I think yeah. unless you're wired that way, like actually staying consistent with waking up early is a challenge for most people. Yeah. As long as we're all carving out our me time. Yeah, that's what like matters. You need a little day. bit. You just need a little bit every day. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, we can move on now to your future with trees. This is always a fun one. Uh, tell me a little bit about where you want to go. Um, I want to say new places because it seems like you've been to a lot of places. What's a new place and actually specifically a new national park you haven't been to? I want you to give me at least one and yeah. then just like, you know, somewhere else, country, whatever, something like that you want to go to. Yeah. I've uh, a little recommendation for some folks that love to jam through national parks. Mm. I've started doing a little bit differently where I don't feel like I have to hit the whole checklist of the park mm -hmm. and I leave things and it, it's a, it's a different feeling as opposed to 
feeling like you know sometimes you you race around like we got to hit this spot yeah, this spot this spot definitely. i want to see it all i want to get a selfie there i want to like let the world know that <laughs> i uh you know hit it i did it all uh-huh. um i'm starting to leave my you know places unchecked as i go mm-hmm. to parks because i think i want to go back you know one day and just take my time with it and and, and enjoy it move a little bit slower yeah um but i'd say uh, i've done a little bit of um mountaineering type stuff and i mm-hmm. i would like to go up kilimanjaro at some point in time oh wow uh just because i know it it weaves through like five distinct ecosystems um and it's just there's a lot in one big journey and um i don't you know I, i'm more like the half marathon guy mm-hmm. uh you know, I, I don't want to do a whole marathon and kilimanjaro is to me like a big mountain but it's not the full marathon it's doable um it's big but yeah uh, i've enjoyed largest mountain know, in the world training for that type of stuff and mm-hmm. being healthy and went up mount whitney and, and had a fun journey there oh, nice. um and yeah that that could be a next um big part and it's also a park uh additionally i've spent a little time in new zealand um oh, nice a lot more adventuring um and discovery uh that i'd like to do in new zealand for sure very nice yeah i'm looking up stuff on kilimanjaro right now um new zealand is also on my checklist i've never been there but i've been to australia and after australia my parents were talking about you gotta go to new zealand because it's just it's like Lord of the Rings, but real, because I guess that's where they feel most of it anyway. But it's just the hills, the mountains, just the wildlife, everything there is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, when you talk, I, I think it's hopefully more of the world's future um, in looking at how New Zealand operates. And I did the Milford Trek, which is a, a fantastic journey on the South Island of New Zealand. Um, but it is yeah, it's a, it's like you're in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Very nice. And what do you mean when you say that you hope it's how the rest of the world's going to operate soon? Oh, in terms of a, a bit more sustainably, mm. a bit more um, considerate of working with the environment and not uh, against it. In terms of interesting, um, you know, your gross domestic happiness. You know, mm. not only your your domestic um the economy and things like that but yeah it's i think there's a life that's a little bit more interwoven and connected to uh nature nice that's beautiful i mean i'd love that too and many many a guest has come on here and talked about how they think that japan does a great job of that um if you've ever have you been to japan tokyo anything like that yeah yeah Yeah. i would assume right come on you own a clothing company you gotta go to japan (laughs) Yeah, we have a park project. Uh, we have a partner in Japan that does Japanese parks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they say that the like connection or, I guess, respect of nature is a lot greater mm-hmm. in Japan than it is in the United, in the United States. Yeah. You know, because I can't remember who. Someone made a good point where, like in Japan, it's seen as just an everyday thing, like respecting nature is an everyday thing. But in America, it's more of like, oh, we're going to a national park. That's like an event. But in Japan, the mindset is more like nature is always around us, which I think is something that's it's just, I never even thought of that, but it's a very different mindset, you know? Like when, when I think of nature, I don't think of my backyard. I think of national park or state state forest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just a little mindset. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I feel you on that. And I think there's, there's also just a deeper respect for... Um, people and space i mean if you get on a really crowded metro in tokyo mm-hmm. amazing how organized it is yeah. and how you know no one's <laughs> how polite no people are respects each other's space yeah there's there's a there's a strong respect for a lot of things yeah you bring that up. yeah mm-hmm. nice so we got kilimanjaro new zealand what's a national park you haven't gone to yet in america i should say Oh, um, I should hit Glacier Glacier National Park this spring. I'm surprised you, you've never been. Yeah. Wow, it's so close to you. It's like right there. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a ways up towards the Canadian it, border. It, it's it's very close. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no excuses. I agree. <laughs> so, a man yeah. like you, that that's R and D right there. 
Yeah, I know. Um, and I'm looking at some of these cool adventures, like uh, you sort of like you can paddle paddleboard across a lake into the mm-hmm. backcountry and kind of start yeah. your journey uh, like that. And that sounds super, super cool. Yeah. I went and did, um, I kind of did the thing you were talking about where you take it kind of slow and you don't see the whole park cause you want to go back, but I did it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, me and my fiance went, um, 20, can't remember, but anyway, we went up, um, the, uh, Native American reservation was still closed. Like their side of the park was still closed. Um, and so we can only get so far up the going to the sun road, which is like what winds through the mm-hmm. um, Eastern side of the park, I believe. So we stayed mostly on the West and we saw some really good hikes. We drove a little bit on the East, like getting up to Logan's pass, like continental divide area, but we didn't do a ton. And after we did just like one hike, we're like, this is the cooler side of the park. We should have come here every day. And so now we want to go back and just explore that side of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the unlock right there is when you don't get stuck on the same kind of path as the rest yeah. of the world that has to see the one icon of a park. Um, you can find the back door and <laughs> every park has that experience. And um we all seem to want to end up on the same place and that that congestion can I think take from the, the park experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um and I guess since we're on treat, I'm going to ask you this question. Let me let me clear my nose real quick. Okay, sorry. I could feel my my voice changing. Um, Did you get a loogie? Yeah, it's just I've got a, like a cold, and I just got uh, I just had to like not not like hack a loogie in my floor or anything, but just like clear my nose a little bit. I don't I didn't want you to hear that. Um, anyway, uh, if you were to recommend three parks to people who've never been fresh new to the new to america never been before or new to hiking camping going outside what are the what are your top three and why um i'm a west coast guy on this one i'm sorry i I know you're right the great smoky mountains and all like (laughs) uh, there's there's a lot of cool stuff on the east Mm -hmm. coast but i think um number one is you you got to get into the high sierras and for me, that best experience is through Yosemite, okay. through the Upper Tuolumne, and seeing kind of the different perspective of Half Dome up in the high elevation Sierras, um, mm-hmm. up down through the giant sequoias. Like, wow, there's a lot to offer <laughs> there. Um, secondly, I think you got to see the Southwest. Um, and, you know, I would I'd send you to Zion. But it also send you up around the upper Kolob, um, maybe into East Zion as well. Okay. Um, I think just the sandstone formations and the canyoning and the, um, you know, the the cool repelling trips that you can do mm-hmm. down those um, water canyons are just spectacular. And then I'd probably go up in the Pacific Northwest to mm-hmm. Olympic. Olympic. Uh, I've loved going to Olympic has, you know, rainforests, right. And, and the, mm-hmm. the moss and the, the dense green and the, yeah. the soils and just the, the amount of wildlife that can be found from beaches up to mountains. I think there's a lot to see, um, within Olympic and you can kind of get there quite quickly through Seattle. Mm. Um, yeah, I think all those parks are, that's a good one, two, three right there. Um, that is a good one, two, three. Yosemite, Zion, Olympic. Yeah, I mean, I've probably left out. <laughs> You've left out a lot, but a lot these are these are your three. <laughs> yeah, and they're all kind of uh, striking distance for me, so I might be a little bit more biased. Yeah, yeah. I would so. say, since everyone's asking, I'd probably yeah, say Acadia, okay, um, East Coast, and I think that the Great Smoky Mountains is very cool, but I think Acadia is a little bit cooler because you get a little bit more rock. Um, it's also by Bar Harbor and like lobster rolls are amazing. So you get that experience also. 
Um, we didn't mix in food. I didn't know we had to put. Oh food. no, no. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm freestyling. <laughs> we can go back and do food for you if you'd like. Uh, but I just like experience wise, I think Acadia is a really good one. Um, and then I'd say hmm, Yellowstone, just because it's like the park that people know of uh, besides Yosemite. And th- there's a lot of diversity. There's you got like the geysers, you got the valleys, you got the plains, you got a little bit of mountain in there um hot springs all that there's there's a lot to see and i think if you've never seen anything like that it's really cool if you've seen it already you don't want to go see it again like i don't want to go see old faithful or the hot springs or grand prismatic or anything because i've already seen it once and it's like right it's not going to change it's just going to be uh hot water um but you know the scenery is really nice there and i think there's a lot to offer and then third i don't know might we have one park in common my friend what's that (laughs) yeah i think i think this is gonna sound weird even though i've never been i'd have to say zion just because it's been on my list for so long and i want to go there and i've wanted to go and my family has almost all went on a trip together but then my sister had cheerleading and she couldn't miss one practice or else she it was in middle school it was crazy but we we had a whole um like utah trip plan we're gonna go like four or five different parks in the span of two weeks and we had we cancel it because my sister couldn't miss one cheerleading practice uh but anyway that's a different story um i would probably go to zion just because it looks so amazing and i didn't i didn't really like the grand canyon i've said it before it's (laughs) it's it's kind of mid all right the grand canyon is kind of mid um so i'd I'd probably say zion just because i haven't been uh and i'm not trying to appease you arches maybe also is another one I want to go to. That's just me. I think Archers looks really cool. Um, but yeah. Archers is a really good trip. You kind mm-hmm. of base out of Moab and all the slick rock stuff, mountain biking. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, I have one more question for you regarding national parks since you're like the national park guy. Uh, yeah. What was one that really surprised you? Or no, that's a bad question. What's one that's yeah. underrated? People don't go to it a lot. They should. Yeah, it's interesting you say uh, everybody yeah needs to go to Yellowstone at some point in time in their life. But when you mentioned Yellowstone, I was uh, thinking, you probably haven't been to Lassen Volcano. No, I've, I don't uh, even know what that is. It's, it's in California. Okay. It, uh, it has a lot of the same things that Yellowstone has, surprisingly. Okay. And, you know, you're talking not millions of visitors, but, you know, I like, 80,000. I'm not sure the number. Don't quote me on it, but. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll quote. People. It's going to be the headline. 80,000 um, visitors. <laughs> yeah. Keith from Parks Project. <laughs> Visitation statistics. He does not know. But Lassen. Wow. Cool. High elevation hikes. Similar, you know, volcanic um, composition like Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Um, you go up into these high Sierra lakes, jump in. It's beautiful. And you can go see you know, gas is coming out of the earth, which is just trippy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got that, a, a similar, um, I think it's kind of an underrated park. It's, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit harder to get to, but like I said, I think timing, make sure you're hitting parks and in, in an off season or shoulder season, Yeah. um, going where a lot of people aren't is I think creates sometimes <laughs> a better experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you were talking about doing backcountry camping as well. And I think that's a big part of it is, you know, trying to find a way to not be around people when you're in nature like that. Cause it's a little mm-hmm. ironic that you're going to these protected wild areas and there's so many people there. Right. Yeah. Like more, it's more people than I would see on a normal basis, you know? Yeah. We, we like to consume a lot. We do. So we love to consume. <laughs> like to consume uh, yeah the, all those experiences that parks offer um i've also loved um going up into other parts of washington is spectacular mm-hmm. very nice um i would say one time visit you don't have to go back unless you really like it uh the badlands yeah i think that park i went for two days in 
October of some year. So there's snow on the ground and it was just trippy. I've seen pictures when it, there's no snow, but it just, it's wild. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. It feels like Mars basically. Yeah. You know, and there's not a lot to do there. Um, there's only like 20, 30 miles of trail in the whole park. Um, so you don't, you, you can't stay a long time there unless you're backpacking and just like stopping after two miles. But, um, uh, it is fun. And I think it's worth going if you're out in that area or you want like a cool place to go to. Yeah. I've seen some fun pictures of, uh, the hikes with the ladders and the, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done a cool route. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the snow, it wasn't, um, probably safe, but it's fun time. Very interesting. It's interesting terrain, especially when you can't really see the ground. It was um, quite quite strange. One, there's one area that just looks like you're walking flat, and you just look down. And it's just normal ground, but you look down. There's all these like crevices all over with spikes all throughout the crevices, just all over as far as you can see. Kind of looks like um, like a desert, you know. But there's I can't even explain it. I I took a picture of it. I can show you later. But it's insane. It's just it's a wild place. Um, everyone should like just go see or look at pictures of it if you want to yeah uh snow adventures are fantastic yeah. that that brings to mind um i've loved going to the north cascades i, I mm. said washington and actually yeah. was thinking about a trip um i went up mount baker um mm. skinning on like a split board mm. we got to the top of mount baker which was a, a two-day adventure overnighter in the snow which was cool and then uh it took a long time to get up to the top and then we snowboarded down and oh like nice five minutes and uh, <laughs> it was just a long cruisy ride back down um mm. super fun adventure that's so cool two days of climbing less than an hour of back down <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good way to get down though you know save some time I know. Save your Sounds knees. Like a fun way. Save your knees. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Cool. Well, with that all said, um, let's jump on over to the nylon section of the pod. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the beginning. Now we're going to do a little combo where we're going to talk about you. We're also going to talk about the brand. It's a podcast. People want to hear about the brand. I know you've talked about it a million times probably, but people want to hear your voice on this podcast specifically. So let's talk about you first. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you got started caring about clothing, getting dressed, all that. Uh, it's funny. My mom tells me when I was a little kid, like I used to always line up my shoes. Hmm. I've always had a thing for shoes. Love yeah. shoes. Kind of completes the outfit. Um, and I, I, yeah, early days, I guess I would always match too That's so it tells me my mom and like yeah yeah, yeah I'd always be looking at like color combos of things and um you know you get a fresh pair of kicks with a good color <laughs> combination and um yeah maybe it's something I, I caught on it was early part of my life and um I think immersing myself in in more cities and um sort of slowly found fashion um partially because of my wife worked in fashion. So mm. I used to go to a lot of trade shows, uh, fashion shows in Europe. And mm. just was, was very fascinated with, you know, how, how products can accentuate personalities, you know? And I think that's what, uh, I was a big brand builder. And um, that came to why Parks Project exists, because I think, um, you yeah, know, everybody wants a, a Patagonia logo on their chest to be a good human <laughs> and show yeah. how they care about Earth. Uh -huh. um, and I think, you know, national parks are some of the coolest brands. Like if mm -hmm. you had to put a brand on you, yeah, uh, you know, would, would it be North Face or could it be Yosemite, right? Like, yeah, I've, I've had that talk with someone talking about like what is your ideal uh, like collab you would do and for me i said like national park service would be so cool just having like a oh, national yeah. park service anything with the trees and nylon but anyway um yes no I, I completely agree though super sick um so yeah i it it's kind of 
I wonder if I passed the crux to some extent because, <laughs> you know, it, having a big interest in being an innovator leader, a lot of parks project or graphics is mm-hmm. just come out of my passion for art and yeah. trying to trying to create something that's you put on your wall mm-hmm. that would be uh, you know that magnificent to you that you want to wear it to. Um, so it's it's definitely a a mix of a lot of influence of what Los Angeles has to offer, a lot of the the street art and a lot of the um kind of fashion that's come out of West Coast. Yeah. So like a lot of like vans, like skater style, surfer style, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. You picked that up. Um I did work for vans a little bit early on in my career. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I came off of big kind of action sports um, lifestyle out of college. Mm. Um, and I worked at Quicksilver for a little bit of time uh. Uh, working on their skate program and their snow program and got to meet a lot of the athletes and develop products with them, which was really, really cool. That's super so, cool. Yeah, there is, there's definitely some influence of, um, you know, that alternative lifestyle mixed with higher fashion mixed with the outdoors and that's kind of it's kind of me so that's where i come from and that's how i see things and uh, how yeah we we create around that mix that can cater to a bunch of different lifestyles that all ties back to parks because i think all those people are fans of parks you know Mm -hmm. oh definitely yeah very nice stuff um so that was then let's talk about now what are some brands you're wearing? Obviously, besides Parks Project, that's a, it's a given. Um, what are some brands you're wearing now? Some brands you're interested in? How would you say how you dress? Like what what style would you say that is if you have a name for it? Yeah, those those specifics. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> if I have to name my style? Yeah, oh, yeah. somewhere. God, there's a... <laughs> um don't wear collared shirts so we could take that okay. out maybe okay. we just start with like by removing things yeah, yeah um, that's good that's good we can we can narrow it down <laughs> trying to um buy more you know second hand and find oh, nice gems um mm-hmm. to give things a second life i'm a big fan of that nice um on the footwear side it's it's probably like some vans and adidas okay um, there's definitely some Filson in my life. That nice. that's kind of like the the outdoor um kind of I, I don't know, nicer stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um more high end. But yeah, you mix in some some of the classics, like just Levi's or a Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. You you put all that in a in a mixer and I'm not sure what you call it. Maybe you can yeah. help. Yeah, it's like it's so I'm getting like There's West a Coast Patagucci in there for sure. I can find some some remade Patagucci. That's the oh, yeah. stuff. Like just Japan remade yeah. Patagucci are just sick. Yeah. Um, so we got some like West Coast, but then we also got some like lumberjack core in there with like the Filson and Light Pendleton. Yeah. Light. No, no beard anymore. No, no beard yeah, anymore. Like espresso guy. In Pacific Northwest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, like a PNW, like the PNW skater. Okay, PNW skater core. Maybe that's what we call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Seattle. I don't know. Um, hopefully, I'm just doing and not acting. I don't know. Just what <laughs> natural to me. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's all natural. So you've you've created your own thing, which is good. If it doesn't have a name, that means it's unique. Which unique means good, because if something's been done before, it's bad, and everyone knows that. Yeah, and I think you can take out kind of the LL Bean guy. I guess I'm, you know, mm-hmm. cool. The Northeast has a has a vibe, and I was just yeah, in yeah. the Catskills. I thought it was so special. Um, <laughs> all upstate New York, and mm-hmm. hoping to go to Acadia in the first quarter of next year. Very nice. But, yeah, I think that's the whole the, the Ivy League look. I can remove that probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I trend a little more towards Ivy with my like date fits, you know, not or with my my um more formal outfits, definitely. 
you know, Are you got like the polos or button ups though. That's like the polo with the pop collar. No, it's, it's, it's Ivy light basically where, um, I just got like a rugby shirt. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. No, it's not striped yet. Um, we tried to launch rugby shirts like year oh, yeah? two. Oh, it failed. It was I went like, bottom. Send them my way, please. Send them yeah. my way. I need. I need more. I found one on like Zara, and that's the only place I could find them because I don't. I don't want to buy like the crazy striped ones. I just like the rugby, like a long sleeve shirt with a collar. Just looks nice with like a pair of carpenter pants or jeans or whatever. Um, and then, how do you wrap that up? What footwear do you put on that? I've been going for, I have these super lug loafers, Basswegian super lugs. I can, they're like right here. Let me grab them for you. I got you. I like that look. Yeah. These guys. Got it. So it's got, it's definitely got a little platform to it, which is nice. So it's like that, like Ivy League mixed with almost milsurp kind of with the more fitted stuff but then also i'm wearing carpenter pants which fits into a ton of different categories like hiking skaters wear carpenter pants so it's a little bit of everything and it's i like it it's what i've kind of fallen into after all these years yeah the the panting has become such an identifier of uh oh yeah definitely how you said fitted Mm. you know pants pants have gotten a little too baggy oh yeah you're you, you don't like the baggy they're so uh well i used to wear super super baggy pants in uh-huh. high school you know, I'm <laughs> old man here so i'm seeing it come back around it's it's hard to have like a refined look when you when you go too baggy i have a picture to show you you go super baggy i have i've just gotten into super baggy this is my last photo on instagram that's baggy that's baggy that's very baggy like normally they're not this baggy but they're yeah. they're pretty baggy um, and I, I think, I think there is a pant that can be too baggy and this is like on the cusp of it, but like a Carhartt duck pant, I think that's like a nice where it's definitely baggy, but also, um, not too much, you know, you're, you I'm not covering the my double shit. XL top on to complement that. Yeah. I, I usually you start looking all, you know, you look all small and skinny yeah, and all yeah. stuff and I, there's a, there's True. a fine, uh, balance of the two. Mm-hmm. So you I'll be honest, I'm still exploring. I yeah, have what do you wear? What kind of pants are you into? Um, I have a couple pairs of Carhartts. It was actually the first time that I mm. bought uh, like two colorways of one pant. So I got to send a shout out to, to Carhartt. <laughs> um, nice. It's like a, it's a nice twill pant. Okay. Carhartt yeah. twill. It's, yeah, it's I, right in between. It was like that fine spot of it's not, it's baggy enough. <laughs> Uh-huh. It respects the 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 trend, but doesn't go too far with it. Mm-hmm. I have always worn um, like slim straight jeans because I'm you know a skinny guy, and yeah. um, I've just never liked the way that jeans looked on me until I got a pair of jeans that were just relaxed fit, and I liked it. And I was like, wow, I can actually I feel like I can style things better. Um, and I've I've I haven't gone back, and I've only gone baggier since then. <laughs> Um, but I think there, there is a point where it gets too much. So I, I think definitely like a, a relaxed, like a loose fit is probably a nice, happy medium, you know? Yeah. For me, at least for the, for the, um, you know, the, uh, Gen Zers, TikTok, Instagram, Gorp core, or twizzing the shower, all those words, <laughs> all those kids. Right. Um, Can we go back yeah. to that last thing you just said, or twizzing in the shower. Oh, cool. It was a TikTok viral moment for like, you know, TikTok moments that last like two weeks. And so for two weeks, yeah. these kids were putting on their beta, getting in the shower and just like letting the water beat off. And they were calling it Arc Twizzy because of a uh, underground right. rapper named Yeet who calls it Arc Twizzy. And, and he wears it. Yeah. Yes. A little lore for you. I love You're it. the National Parks lore on the... Uh, TikTok lore guy. No, I'm with you. I've, uh, <laughs> I love little sayings like that. I love little cultural moments. Uh-huh. It's so fun. Definitely um, was a moment. Love trying to figure out what rap lyrics mean sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've dug into a lot of 21 <laughs> Savage stuff to figure out oh, what nice. he's saying, you know? Uh-huh. You love it then. You can't understand anything of what he's saying. Okay, perfect. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice. Um, dude, you said something I was gonna I was gonna touch on. Um, oh, moments. Yes. Uh, when that arc twizzing the shower thing happened, and yeah. where was I? I don't know. Yeah, where were you? But first, no. <laughs> uh, people were talking about um, like, oh, this is it. Like, Arcteryx is over. All the hypes are gonna get it. Like, no one's gonna be able to afford it anymore. And like, right after that is when Arcteryx dropped their System A stuff, which I'm I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was like a. Uh, it was supposed to be launches based on activity. But it was kind of just like this is our streetwear line of Arcteryx. Um, and it, I don't know, it kind of petered out, but whatever. Arcteryx had a moment. Um <laughs> we've kind of talked about the future a little bit. Uh, I'd like to ask you before we move on to viewer questions, what is like a style you could see coming back or that you would like to get involved in, or where do you see your style going? We've already talked about pants, so you don't have to mention those again, but besides that, yeah, yeah, no. Um what I think I like collaborations a lot and Pox project is a bunch of them, but I like seeing um, like opposites attract and nice. see what, what happens when you put two things that, you know, that are, are similar in, in um, kind of directional, um, I say values, company values. Mm. You want to see that Patagonia Sheehan collab. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah no, i think it's everyone always appreciates a little bit of the unexpected you know uh -huh. and it, i think it's cool that arcteryx took a risk and and went for it and as long as it ties back to your authenticity um you know don't don't veer too far from your north star yeah cool you want to take risks um but yeah i mean it why did you know north face gucci just there's all that yeah. sold out so fast um definitely and everybody loves to hate it and, uh, <laughs> yeah they they struck a chord with it um so i think you know uh, th there's cool things that happen through collaboration because i think mm -hmm. it, your brand can take you so far and you do moments and you take risks but yeah when you really kind of mash up with somebody else something a new audience you know exactly yeah yeah like i'm i'm actually really proud of the collaboration we did with obey a couple of years mm. ago um and that's a good example of how i think our values align a lot within mm -hmm. kind of activism and um you know standing for something oh nice and yeah yeah that that came together and it just it was really cool very cool. Yeah, it's throwing it back to your uh, skater days as well. Nice little inspiration. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, so we'll do a lightning round because you are short on time. But I have four questions for you from the viewers. Okay. All righty. I'm ready. How did you build a community that's connected by conservation and fashion? From Fabian Chavez 8. Um, I, yeah, it, I think it, I've always looked for some sort of manual, <laughs> like how, how did this business do it? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what everyone is, wants to know. How did you do it? No operating manual. Yeah. And you build as you go and you throw mm -hmm. down the pavement in front of you and pave the road. And that old joke of like, you know, you're flying the plane as you fix it. Is, is so true um to me that was just it was natural and i was authentic and that's the whole building blocks of my life um yeah. and had a lot of discovery around um getting more involved in parks and more involved in volunteering um but yeah having the the fashion history and um appreciation and then my my life journey took me into doing trail work and habitat restoration, and that's kind of how it all came together. And if 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 you ever want to do something, mm -hmm. or if you want to build something, you got to go live it and do it. You know, I don't think yeah, there's any other way. Definitely, definitely. I think everyone will call you out pretty quick if you're trying <laughs> to make it. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. Um, Donovan Tesson would like to know, 
or would like for you to talk about uh, the latest news of Patagonia, uh, Yvonne Chouinard giving away the company for uh, the environment, essentially. Hero. You, what you, yeah, yeah. Le- legend status right there. Um, hey, could how, how how much of a bigger statement can you make through your actions? Yeah. Yeah, I think in the system we live in, you know. Words. Yeah. Yeah. So, I saw, so Donovan, yeah, good question. I saw some haters saying like, "Oh, he's a billionaire and he's giving away the company when he when he could blah, blah, whatever." Any other company in his position is not going to do what Patagonia is going to do, you know? Like, let's see the North Face give away everything and become a completely nonprofit organization. It's just not going to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not yeah. going to happen. So it's, it's setting a new bar. Yeah, oh, definitely. What actually is possible? Can we make, can we generate more stakeholders around conservation and around mm-hmm. an investment in our, our future on this planet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's so that's possible now. It just raised the bar of um, a commitment mm-hmm. to the environment. Yeah. You know, so they keep pushing the bar up and we're all, we'll hopefully keep following. Yeah. And I did a couple of reports on Patagonia back in my college days about their, um, if they're ethical, all that kind of stuff. And um, I was reading on their, what is it? 1% or 5% back plan that, and they had, cause they don't, they don't, they're not publicly traded. So they do like a private report where they give it to their shareholders. Like, this is how much we donated. This is what we donated to. And it was already tens of millions of dollars every year. And it was growing every year. Um, and then after that happened, I was still working retail when that happened and everyone that came in, not everyone, but it was most of the people that came in like, Oh, did you hear what happened with Patagonia? I'm going to go buy a jacket right now. So it's also good marketing in that regard, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're like, I'm going to support the planet even more. I'm going to buy a jacket. I've all, I've wanted it anyway. Now I'm doing an even better service to the planet, you know? Yeah. Good news travels fast, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. And they, sell like that or if they say don't buy this jacket and yeah <laughs> let's take care of the planet and more people actually respect and admire that and want to buy it it's, exactly it's, it's cool yeah. yeah i mean they have a great it's great marketing you know sells itself at that point when you have a great message like that people are more willing to rally behind it yeah Good um, question. yeah ira benson would like to know what is the best solution for managing public lands in the face of an unchanging government the best solution yes um, best as in they actually they, they clarified in the second answer best oh, nice. as in providing the highest quality support and land highest quality support the land slash and providing care of high value that doesn't make any sense uh mm. never mind they didn't they didn't clarify very well but they did clarify Go vote, go vote for the environment, vote for parks, yeah. for uh, people who are going to be strong stakeholders in the, mm-hmm. the future of these places. Exactly. Today in yeah, Georgia, I, think it, I just voted against giving lumber companies um, tax exemptions for something. I don't know. It was crazy. They wanted to give them tax exemptions because they were doing lumber. I don't know. Felt wrong. I asked my mom about it. She said that was the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm always consulting my parents on what what's really behind this. Have you you had to do a lot of research? Um, Yeah, but hey, at the end of the day, it's we got a lot of we've we've put a lot of stuff in the world, and Mm -hmm. uh, we use a lot of resources to sustain this kind of high consumption society we have. And there might be enough lumber out there that can be repurposed. And yeah, how do how do you continue to create things with all the resources we've extracted and um, things that we've made this I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, a more cyclical economy um, mm-hmm. but to further answer the question it's, it's quite complex you know parks parks uh, I think from what I understand you know the government moves slow and that's yeah. so intentionally you don't want radical change like fluctuating um, all over the place and um, slow incremental change for the good. Um, and that's by you know, bringing more representatives into you know, the government that are going to look out for, invest in, and take care of these places. So um, yeah, as much as I'm, I'm definitely more of a like boots on the ground type person where I like to just go do the habitat work 
instead mm -hmm. of um going to the capitol to um yeah, yeah get involved to lobby in and yeah and lobby so um but both have to happen you know mm -hmm. yeah it's equal absolutely parts. yeah good stuff um do you have any questions for me that i can answer in eight minutes or less Oh, wow. Um, There's always a surprise segment at the end. I never tell anyone about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, what brands, what brands do you like? What are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> well, you I love a little bit into it. Parks Project, available at parksproject.us. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think we should have, we bought .com, but .us just felt fresher. I like the .us because it's, you know. You got the it's about US national parks, so you might as well just use the US, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully <laughs> listen, more we're... than that. But um yeah, what a how do you yeah, see community coming together? I think that's a that was a really good question. Mm -hmm. Like how do you see community coming together around conservation in, in your world? Um yeah, I think um I've seen a few groups uh that are pushing for it and i think kind of what you're saying at the very beginning that getting people out is the first step basically in getting them to care about conservation um so i know even in la there's a, a community called usal um where it's just a bunch of um I don't want to say kids because they're older than me, but you know, people <laughs> around my age who are getting out, going on all these hikes, they're going on like bouldering trips, they're going on camping trips, um, all over it's in California. So it's all around that area. Um, and they're just kind of getting more people out into nature for the first time or showing them a new experience, something like that, which I think is a really cool way to start as far as conservation goes. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, this scene as a whole, uh, is, new it's it's just been born so right um i think that's the next step is okay you know we've made all these people care about the environment now like here's a really good way to support the environment and like then it turns into like now we're lobbying congress to stop uh, deforestation and now we're supporting these charities and we're doing a hike and you pay five dollars and it's got to go to this charity and you know stuff like that um so i think that's the next step but i think they have to build a community first at least their their plan is build a community first and then focus on the thing that they're you know going into you know focus on supporting nature taking care of nature that kind of thing but yeah that's really yeah. intuitive because you can't you kind of can't have one without the other yeah. and you need people to um experience it use it bask in it mm -hmm. to want to take care of it yeah it's, and it, it's, it's more natural concept. yeah yeah exactly so that's what i think that's me yeah um <laughs> You one is fine. You know, if you if you need if you want more, you can do more. How uh, how do you think people will land after uh, a couple tumultuous years of mm -hmm. um, life? Where do, where do you think you know people with a lot <laughs> of uh, mental distress are going to land? What do you mean? <laughs> I just uh, you know after the past couple of years yeah. and you know, mental health being yeah. a big conversation. Um, I yeah. Mean, it, do you, do you see more social media or less social oh, media? Social media in general. Just where do you think people are going to land in consuming information and, okay. and um, time in the outdoors and living in cities and all that stuff? It's kind of yeah. a big question, but no, it's good. I can answer it. I, I, I have, I have, big brain um first of all uh definitely i've seen people in the scene talk about mental health being very important and also nature allowing them to kind of have a clear headspace to think about their mental health and to work through problems they're having or to kind of um, escape a situation that might be causing some sort of anxiety or distress in their life um which is always a good thing so i think there is a trend towards um, and this is specifically in the UK also, a lot of UK heads are doing this of like, I went outside, I went camping for three or four days. I had a lot of time to self-reflect and think, and it was really good for me. And that's a sentiment that's being shared around a lot, which I think is very good. Mm -hmm. Um, social media, I don't know. I think social media is becoming more corporate 
Um, and there's very few corners of the internet that don't feel like a giant ad um, or don't feel like they're not run by a corporation. Like Instagram is great because I get to talk to people. I get to meet people. Um, I get to make people laugh with memes and stuff. I get to post fit pics or whatever, right? But um, it's also like a corporation. And I know that like Instagram itself is a very useful platform, um, but you have to kind of find a way to make it work for you. Uh, and I don't know. I think there will be something more natural that springs up that um, it'll come by. Maybe it's Tumblr. Tumblr might come back again. Who knows? Maybe it's MySpace. Um, something will come up and it'll be very user-friendly. It'll be very like community-focused. Everyone will use it. And then companies will say, oh, this is a very like very tight-knit group of people that are using this app. Let's give them ads. And then it becomes, then the cycle repeats itself. You know. So I think it's just a cycle that's going to go over and over again. Yeah. You didn't mention the metaverse. So No, um, I didn't mention the metaverse because I think that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even know uh, which metaverse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Which I think we're in, a, we're in a great metaverse just right here. Yeah, I think we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to buy a JPEG of pants for $50. For your Roblox guy? For my Roblox account. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. going to do that. No, I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go with the basics for Roblox. Yeah. The stock cool, kit. man. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on today. Um, Keith, would you like to shout out your page, Parks Project, anything like that? Just oh, go man. ahead. Keith, Obligatory podcast plug at the end. Yeah, we're at parksproject.us and at parksproject on Instagram. And hopefully uh, we can inspire you to go explore the parks and protect them and maybe even join us for a volunteer day one day i'll be roaming around the country and hopefully restoring habitats a bunch next year to activate community and get good people together that want to see change in the world and um it'd be fun to see you out there yeah i mean i'd love to come if you're when you're on the east coast i'll, I'll check the uh the website i'll see when let's see what's closest to me and i, I might take a flight up or something who knows Perfect. yeah <laughs> yeah love it all righty We'll talk to you later, my man. Okay, bye. See you.